If there's one thing that you will come to know me for, it will be my systems, right? But there's also this hidden underlying crunchiness about me that most of you probably already know. There's a lot of you that are new to the podcast right now. The podcast is having some tremendous growth and I'm so happy that you've decided to pop your earbuds in and take time out of your busy lives and in your world that's full of information to choose to listen to the Systemize Your Life podcast with me at Chelsea Joe. But you will begin to learn <laughs> a lot about time blocking and productivity and time and task management and really how it's to not feel pulled in all directions as you try and manage home and business at the same time. But there is this real crunchiness to me that I wants to begin to unfold and unpack just sprinkles from time to time because my biggest belief here in the podcast and my mission is to change the culture of motherhood and not only how we take care of ourselves but how we care for each other and so part of how we take care of ourselves has so much to do with what not only what we do and what our self-care looks like but what we put in and on our bodies and what we put into our minds and our hearts. So I talk about those things quite a bit. I talk about journaling. I talk about all these kinds of things, but I've yet to bring any real depth to the podcast about how we can care for ourselves in the way that we eat. And so I connected with this incredible mom. Her name is Varian Hans, and she is a nutritional therapy practitioner. She's been working in the field for a little over seven years, um, and she's been working in the health and culinary world at the same time. So she has this really incredible mix of understanding and knowledge, but she's the founder of Varian Hans Company, and she coaches moms, female entrepreneurs, and business women as they are navigating their health and recovery after childbirth and not just after birth, like immediately, but for years and years and years to come. And so for those of you that had kids like forever ago, this is still just as impactful and meaningful to you. For those of you that haven't had kids yet, listen up because you should know this before you have kids. This entire episode is how we as moms can take care of nourishing ourselves. It's so important and Varian truly believes that mothers deserve to be well fed and supported in every aspect of their life. And I believe that too. So I was like, you have to come on the podcast. We know, Varian and I both believe, but it is part of her mission that when mothers are well nourished, they're able to show up fully for themselves and their family and their businesses and their marriages and all the things that they're called to do. And you guys know that if you hang out with me at all over on Instagram, you see me posting constantly about the food that I eat because it's what gives me my energy. I don't drink coffee at all. And like I get my energy from the food that I put in my body, the sugar that I don't put in my body and the amount of sleep that I get and the water that I drink. Right. And so I want to to bring in an expert in this area. She has so much unbelievable knowledge about micro nutrients and nutrient dense foods that I have dabbled with for years, but it is like her whole life. Right. So There's so much jam-packed, really awesome information in here. I know you guys are going to love Varian, and I also know that you're going to walk away with really practical information for how you can start 
putting more nutrients not only into your own body, but into your family's bodies too. So what do you say? Let's go ahead and get started with today's super special episode. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships, bang in organization and time management strategies, and a rock solid plan for our personal well being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, if you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the Hot Mess Express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. Okay, everybody, this is a rare and beautiful experience. I am bringing this to you an incredible, incredible mom and lady, a friend of mine that is uh, no stranger to the Systemize Your Life community. Um, this is Varian Hans. I did a little brief introduction of herds to you already, but Varian, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and what you do and... Um, a little bit about your motherhood too. What does that all look like? So I am a first and foremost, a mother. I have a four-year-old son. And on top of that, I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner. I have been working in the nutrition field now for about eight years. And so currently I have specialized working with mothers. Um, Mothers have this really unique opportunity to support their health once we have children. Um, I think there's a lot of conversation in regards to preconception nutrition, but not so much after you have your child. And I think a lot of mothers can feel drained or like they're not sleeping well and they're on edge. And there's this missing element of nourishing yourself and it needs to be deeply individualized. Um, I know this from firsthand experience. Um, When I had my son, I had a very traumatic birth and nearly didn't survive his birth. And so after I had him, I was diagnosed with um, not only postpartum depression, but also PTSD. And that lingered around for about a year or longer after I had him. And really my lifeline back to who I am and how I feel was really food. Um, On top of getting the mental health support that I needed, food was the biggest part of my healing and supporting myself and recovering from that. And through that journey, I just saw other women in my life experiencing similar symptoms and they didn't even have a traumatic birth. And I realized that there was this commonality of just becoming mothers that sets you up for not feeling well sometimes. And so um, right now I have my own practice. Um, I also homeschool my son because it's COVID. Mm -hmm. And I also have a part-time job on top of it. So there's a lot of factors I have going on. And so that's why I'm so glad that I've met Chelsea Joe because it's really has been a game changer for myself. So I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, we, I don't, I don't know where the connection came from, um, but you popped into my community at the very beginning of my journey, I think. And we did some one-on-one um, just coaching. And um, it's really interesting because one of my favorite things that I never really expected to have happen on my journey 
was to be involved with women like you, where you pop in and you say, I have these dreams and I have this thing that I really want to do. I'm working my job and <laughs> I'm being a mom and I'm, I feel like I'm being drug in all these different directions. And it seems like I could find some relief with you. So we hop on this call, we do some coaching and then you stayed really connected in the community. And now it's like, every time I turn around, I'm like, oh my gosh, like you're doing incredible things. I love seeing you show up. Your work is so meaningful and so unbelievably important. That's why I wanted you on the podcast because I'm like, everything that you just said, I'm like, oh my gosh, people don't know that a, a huge part of my heart is what happens to women after they have children. And um, not every woman comes to be a mother through um, carrying their children. Some of them become moms through taking on other people's children that they just didn't expect or because they're adopting or stepkids, whatever that looks like, right? And so all of those things are unique in and of themselves. But I, I do see that the moment a woman becomes, gives birth, right? Something drastically changes. And there's this, this time frame where women and the culture that we are living through right now does not allow women the time to heal that they need at all. And I saw that wholeheartedly with my first one. I actually, with my first daughter had a, a doctor that was really cool. She's actually was a certified nurse midwife, but they practice underneath an obstetrician. So they have hospital rights. So they kind of had both mentalities and modalities inside of their practice. And I didn't want to go back to work until 12 weeks, but I was completely healed and, and, and was supposed to go back to work. And so I nearly made her write me a script and say, I mentally can't go back to work. Like I'm suffering. And because I technically I was, I could have grinned and bared it, but I just knew, and I'm, I'm such an advocate for those kinds of things. And throughout that process, my nutrition was so important to me, but I didn't really understand that until my second one came around. <clears throat> and that is when I chose to do a home birth with her. And I chose to get really serious about my tr nutrition because I had been suffering from extreme IBS through after having some major post-traumatic stress issues from the relationship that I had left before that. And that had lingered with me for years. And my nutrition was super important to me through my pregnancy, like you said. And I was, that was the most time that I, both my pregnancies, that was the time that I took care of my body more than anything because our maternal instinct is to take care of our children, right? But then as soon as our children come out of our bodies, we're just taught to neglect ourselves. And I love, 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 love so much that you teach this, that you're like, no, pay attention to yourselves. And you can, <clears throat> you can nourish and nurture your children more through the way that you're healing yourself. So talk about that. What do you teach? What do you do? What is like, if you could give I know it's so hard. I hate when people ask me this question when I'm on a podcast interview. I'm like, don't make me just pick one thing, people. But if what's the first one, two, three things that come to your mind for a mom in any in any phase? I don't care if she's just had kids or if she has five-year-olds or if she has 15-year-olds right now. And this is the first time she's hearing of this concept. How do you tell her to start nourishing and, and giving herself nutrients through what she's feeding herself? That's a really good question. Um, well, the very first thing that women need to understand is that there's a term called postnatal depletion, um, which means that 
the burden of being pregnant, giving birth, and then nourishing if you're breastfeeding postpartum, all of that requires a tremendous amount of nutrients. Um, statistically, women give about 10% of their own mineral stores, and typically that's from our bones, um, from our skeletal system, our teeth, about 10% of our mineral stores to our children when they are in utero. And so women, regardless if they had a difficult pregnancy, a difficult birth, or had difficulty breastfeeding after, we all come to the table depleted. Um, and that can be a spectrum. And so the common symptoms that mothers experience like brain fog or mommy brain, um, being forgetful, having, um, you know, just kind of foggy headed, forgetful, um, you know, you just don't feel like yourself. Oftentimes that manifests as hormonal imbalances to where your menstrual cycle is different, that has changed. All of a sudden you're breaking out in places maybe you haven't before. Um, you know, that you just feel like you're flying off the handle or really wired and really stressed and you can't like bring yourself back down and you don't know why, or maybe you're more anxious or depressed. All of those symptoms fall under the umbrella of postnatal depletion. And so to give yourself an analogy, think of your health as like a plastic bag filled with water. You know, this is it's lifelong. So let's just say if you have trauma in the past or health problems in the past, all of that causes like little pinprick holes in that bag. And so that water starts to slowly leak out. But then once we have our children, you know, breastfeeding every sleepless night that we have, every stressful day that we have are more pinpricks. And some of us have more of them, some of us has less, but it can take a while to replenish that bag and kind of patch up the holes to where you can feel like yourself again. And these symptoms can last up to 10 years after having a kid. So if you're a brand new mom, that's one thing, but if you have, like you said, a 15 year old and you're still not quite right, um, you're not crazy. So that's the first thing to understand. It's like, you're not crazy, you're not imagining this. Um, you have to figure out what your body needs. So the first place to start from what to eat, how to take care of yourself, first thing is to develop a mindset that you are worth taking care of. You are worthy of self-care. You are worthy of slowing down and asking for help and support. Um, asking for help is not a sign of weakness. Um, that's something I see mothers really struggling with that I did myself. Um, but asking for help, whether that's folding the laundry, doing the dishes, you know, asking your husband to watch the kids so you can go take a nap, you need to do that. Um, so that's the first place to start. The second thing is to adopt the mindset that nutrition doesn't have to be complicated or expensive. Um, and it really just starts with eating foods that your grandmother would recognize. So whole foods, fruits, vegetables, and expanding your palate. So don't get locked into this mindset of just eating the same thing over and over again. Explore, expand your horizons. Um, and thirdly is perfection is not necessary. You don't have to eat beautiful gluten-free food, grass-fed meat, um, you know, really expensive oils all of the time. Um, you have to find a balance. And sometimes that means you're getting takeout that night and that's okay. As long as outside of those times and that those windows, you're nourishing yourself and eating whole foods, um, you're gonna be okay. So, you know, I'm like Miss Practicality over here and uh, people eat up this podcast because it literally gives them solutions from 
every podcast episode is like, here, do these things here, do these things. And so I am, and I live and breathe this world, right? I'm not like super far on that side of the spectrum, but, but I, after spending three years of my life on an autoimmune paleo protocol, I was pretty restrictive in what I ate, you know what I mean? And, and luckily my mom was pretty hippie most of my life. Like she made my baby food when I was a kid and, uh, she had like the herb book encyclopedias as a child growing up. Like, I just remember like these things, you know what I mean? So I think that partly like opened my mind. She's got a full force garden, uh, at her house. And so, you know, I think that that does influence me a lot. Right. But I also know that I'm not, which I wish I was, but I'm, I'm also not making liver worst for me and for my kids. I wish I was, but I'm not right. And I see you do these beautiful things. People hear that word and they're like, no. And I'm like, no, you guys, I promise it's really good. (laughs) And so I'm not like quite there on that end of the spectrum, but I definitely swing that way. Most of the time I do know though, that the biggest question that I get from every mom that I wrote down when you were like, kind of talking about this is, you know, you said to not get stuck in this one rut. And I think as moms, we get stuck in this rut because we have in all moms, it's just what we're told. And I see people trying so hard to open people's minds, people like you and, um, other, uh, like feeding littles and the, um, what is it called when we transition our kids from, from into solids. I can't even think. Oh, baby led weaning. Yes, 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 yes. This whole movement of trying to open up kids' horizons, their minds to, you don't just have to feed them mac and cheese and chicken nuggets, right? Yes, they're going to love them. But my point is to say, I think we as moms get stuck into this because we don't want to, A, we think they're not going to like it. And B, we don't want to cook extra food for ourselves because we're exhausted. So that's what I want to talk about. Roundabout point, Chelsea. Let's talk about, this is where I'm getting here. How in the world do you, and I'll talk about what I do too for myself. How do you get to the point to where your husband has zero desire to eat anything but meat and potatoes and your kids want fried foods. They want, they want mac and cheese. They want chicken nuggets. They may eat a fish stick if it's fried and breaded and you can pop it in the oven, maybe, right? And they might right. eat some frozen peas on a good day. Like, what do you do? How do you do that? It's it's challenging. I'm not going to lie. Um, and every family is so different. We all have our different dynamics. Um, you have to start small. And the very first step that I recommend to families like this and mothers that have this kind of dynamic is to swap, make, choose better ingredients. So if you are making, if you're using mayonnaise, you look for a mayonnaise that's made with 100% avocado oil. If you're looking at the back of a label, so like really the first place to start, become mindful at least of what's in your pantry. It's let's look at the fats that you're eating. Let's look at the fats that you're cooking with and the fats that are in the food that you're purchasing. Um, a lot of these processed fats are either hydrogenated, so like soybean oil, um, canola oil, which is another term for that is rapeseed oil, sometimes you'll see in different places, um, sunflower seed oil, and like Crisco, things like that. Those are all inflammatory oils. Um, over time, if we're constantly consuming those kinds of oils in our processed foods or we're cooking with them, it can cause a cascade of different inflammation responses. Um, so 
it's really easy to swap out what you're cooking, your vegetable oil that you're cooking with, with olive oil or coconut oil. So there's a list and I'd be happy to send you this PDF and have it so you can have it as a resource of what fats to cook with, which ones to use raw and which ones that you can use kind of anywhere. A good place to start um, are avocado oil, coconut oil, um, olive oil, ghee, which is clarified butter. Um, you know, using actual butter when you're cooking versus some sort of vegetable space spread, use real butter, you're allowed. Um, and start there. Um, so if you're looking for like processed foods, so let's just say you're getting your kids chicken nuggets or frozen French fries. Um, oftentimes these brands will still have those oils, but look for one that has less ingredients. So if you're looking at the back of uh, nutritional facts, you're gonna see a list of ingredients. And the very first three ingredients are going to be what makes up the majority of that food product. So if it's, so keep in mind, so if something's there like sugar is number one, you want to skip that one. But if sugar is kind of down the way, that's a better choice. So looking for better choices. So if you can find a chicken nugget product that has, you know, 15 ingredients versus 30, that's going to be the better option regardless of what's in it. Um, so use, look for less ingredients, look for, out for the oils. But in regards to supporting your family to where you can finally feel like you're not cooking four different meals all the time, um, sometimes having a heart to heart with them explaining with if if your kids are old enough um explaining to your kids and to your spouse we need to make a change this is for our health so we can feel better and start small so if they like certain meals like meatloaf and potatoes make meatloaf and potatoes but use actual butter in the potatoes versus using powdered potatoes mm -hmm. or frozen mashed potatoes make them yourself um if your kids are too little, which I understand my son is four and he's a picky eater, which I never expected to have in my life. So that was a surprise. Um, they like to throw you curveballs, but he's a picky eater. And so what I've had to do is just look for resources. So feeding littles is a great one to where you can slowly expose them to new foods. Um, but then also if they like certain textures, keeping in mind a lot of kids like crunchy foods, they like foods that are kind of bland looking, meet them where they're at. So for example, the other night I made like a casserole dish, instead of putting breadcrumbs on top, I used crushed up um, pork rinds. And the pork rinds were from Epic, which is a brand. And then if you look at it, it's just literally like pork and salt. Like there's no additional oils. There's nothing funky preservatives in there. And I just crunched that up in a food processor and put it on top. And it was so crunchy and it looked like it had cheese on it. And he loved it and ate the whole thing. And it was actually filled with vegetables. So you kind of, you have to be okay with maybe experimenting a little bit. Also giving yourself grace. And I know how frustrating it is to spend time cooking and your family doesn't like it or they don't eat it all or they reject it or complain. I want to say, come find me on Instagram. I have some really fun things planned for this year to offer more support in this area, um, but don't get discouraged. Um, you're doing great work, but then also just start where you can. Really, if you, all you can focus on is just swapping out your fats, let's do that. Yeah. Does that answer, the question, <clears throat> answer your question? Yeah, no, that brings such <laughs> valuable insight. I think, you know, the question that I asked you really came from this notion of even if, because let's just focus on this. Let's, I want all of you that are listening to walk away, knowing how to take care of yourself right now. Let me just let, let's just have a selfish moment and say that you have depleted yourself 
in so many ways and you do it day in and day out. And one of the best ways to nourish yourself and to refill what you are depleting is through what you're putting in your body, let alone what you're putting on your body and what you're cleaning your house with and all those things that is for a different podcast episode, but let's just talk about what we're putting in our mouths. And if you could begin to prioritize yourself in that way, in that way only, it's going to have a massive impact on how you can show up for everyone else. And I know you get this information in your earbuds and in your video screens and on your big TV screens, and you get this information everywhere because everyone's like, oh, you know, you have to care, you have to take care of yourself, but it's not about, it's not about being on a diet. And quite frankly, what you said, Varian, was you need to open up to being, to eating different things, more things. This is not about being restrictive. It's about it's about replacing what you're eating with other choices. And I think that first and foremost started with me by getting out of my mainstream grocery stores, 100%. I stopped going to, you can, there, those options are there, but they're more expensive and they're hidden and they're hard to find. Now I go to a, a much more farmer's based market. I also go to Trader Joe's because that meets me in the middle where I'm at in my life in my season of busyness, but I also know how to read labels and not, not the nutrition facts, but the ingredients, like you said. And I think that is so key is that you're looking at what you're putting in your mouth. If you, I could tell you that I'm 98% certain that everything in my kitchen, when I put it in my mouth, falls under those categories of oils that you just described, because that's been important to me. And I made that swap a long time ago. And I found a grocery store that makes that relatively easy. Not everything in the store I can trust, but the majority of it versus the other way around when I go to a traditional grocery store where 90% of that stuff I can't trust. And I'm just going like a needle in a haystack to try and find something that is what I want to feed myself. So I love this so much. And I do hope that people come and check you out. I, I want to ask another question about, um, this, this idea of a little bit, even deeper, what kind of meals would you suggest not for a family, but for a mom? Say she's listening to this and she totally buys in and she's like, yeah, I do want to take care of myself. She's never done this before. Like she has no idea. She eats what her kids eat. She eats what makes her husband happy. She's never had a crunchy mom like me. Like she doesn't have friends that are all in this. Like she just knows that she doesn't feel good. And she really wants to try something. Like what should her water intake look like? What should her plate, when she sits down at the table, what should she aim for her plate to look like? Like what should be on it in the grand scheme of things? Um, I like that you asked about water because that really, actually water dehydration is the most common nutrient deficiency in the United States. We are all chronically dehydrated. So let's just like take a little segue, talk about water for a second. Um, we are made up about 75% of water. All of our cells require it to function. Um, when we are dehydrated and even a, a decrease in our body hydration just by 2%, can increase symptoms of fatigue. So oftentimes when people are 
tired all the time or kind of foggy headed sometimes or anxious or depressed sometimes those symptoms are actually very very real but they can also be worsened just by dehydration so you should be drinking aiming for about half your body weight in ounces half your body weight in pounds in ounces a day um when I tell that to my clients, some of them panic because they're only drinking one to two cups of water a day or no water at all. And they're just drinking tea or sodas. And when they start to increase their water intake, they're running to the bathroom every five minutes. Mm -hmm. That's something that I, it's a really common complaint that I hear when people say, oh, I try to drink more water, but I was just in the bathroom all day long. There's a whole other element to how we absorb water. Um, so if we're drinking bottled water, filtered water, reverse osmosis, Oftentimes that water is so filtered, we filter out all of the minerals that should be in that water to begin with. And those minerals are called electrolytes. And electrolytes allow us to uptake water into our cells. So if you're drinking water that doesn't have it or tap water, which really won't have it either, then you're not going to be able to absorb water effectively. So you can start with drinking water with either a pinch of sea salt, Himalayan salt, Redmond's real salt, just a pinch of it. It shouldn't taste salty. You shouldn't taste it at all, but that's just enough electrolytes to help absorb it. Um, if you need more support than that, you can find like a whole-based electrolyte drop. Um, I like the ones that don't have any sugar. I think it's called Trace Minerals is the brand. Mm -hmm. um, that one's great. Um, but you should be drinking about half your body weight in ounces, especially if you're breastfeeding. That's like bare minimum. Um, when women are coming to the table dehydrated, you can't think straight you're really tired, you're waking up exhausted, and you cannot show up for yourself, for your family, for your business, for your job. Even if you're a stay-at-home mom, you cannot show up in the world the way that you should if you're dehydrated or not eating right. So if you're brand new to this world, first thing to do is to, if you either have experience cooking, that's great. So go find a book I like. If you go to Half Price and just browse like their paleo books, even Whole30 books, often those are really great foundations. I'm not saying you should eat Whole30 or do that forever. I think there's a time and a place for that. But to give you kind of the framework, those are some good places to start. Um, but if you are new to even cooking in the kitchen and you only eat processed foods, um, picking up a book um, and learning how to chop a vegetable and learning how to like chop up onions correctly so your life's a little easier is great. But to start, your plate should be, there should be at least a whole portion of protein, whether that's animal-based or vegetarian-based. If you're doing vegetarian, I recommend that it's from beans or legumes versus like fake meat. Um, you should eat something that's whole-based. Um, but I really like making sure that you're eating at least animal protein. It's really nutrient-dense, rich in B vitamins, which you need to have energy. But then on top of that, there should be some vegetables. Half your plate should be vegetables. It should be either steamed, roasted, or lightly cooked in a pan with um, like olive oil or avocado oil. Um, if you're doing fried, that's a whole other conversation. That's okay. But at least half your plate of, should be ve fresh vegetables to some extent. And then the rest of it, you could do a grain. If you're eating grains and that works for you, grains are perfectly fine. Or you can do starchy vegetables. You need some sort of protein. You need a carbohydrate, which is going to give you a quick burst of energy. So that should come from vegetables like sweet potatoes or regular potatoes or grain like rice. And then the vegetables can be either something that's leafy like a salad, roasted broccoli, roasted squash. Um, and then on top of all that, keeping that foundation of good, using a good quality fat, 
um, will help you actually absorb all of those nutrients. So again, using olive oil, avocado, coconut oil. Yeah, so let me give you a straightaway practical look at this, you guys. If you pull up Varian's Instagram and you see like what her world looks like, you're gonna be like, how do I get there? <laughs> because she, this is her world, right? And, and this is what she does and this is what she teaches and this is her profession, but it doesn't have to be something that you think that you can't attain. It is super attainable. And so here's the real life of exactly what she just said. Most nights out of the week, for sure, it's four, if not five nights out of the week. These are the vegetables that we rotate and my whole family eats them. We do Brussels sprouts, broccoli, asparagus, green beans. And the other green that we have on our plate is avocado. So that isn't a dark leafy green. I'll have a salad. My whole family doesn't eat the salad, but that's the other one. Sometimes that fifth one that we have is like a random tester outer. Like I'll try like, um, Collard greens is my favorite. It doesn't go over well with most people in the house. Uh, a rainbow chard is another one of my favorite. Like I like to taste earth in my mouth. And so I like these really rich, dark, dark, dark greens. The others are just kind of getting into it. My three-year-old's like, won't even touch it with a 10 foot pole, but she'll eat a whole avocado. So I'm like, you can have avocado. We'll sub green for you tonight with avocado and that's fine. But every single, I mean, every single time I go to the grocery store, it's Brussels sprouts, green beans, um, broccoli and asparagus. And I cook them the same way, cook them in a cast iron with coconut oil, salt, and I roast them and I bring them out and we eat that on our plate. That's so simple. You guys, it's super simple. And guess what? You don't have to chop your own broccoli. You don't have to chop your own Brussels sprouts. You can, you can kind of cut corners here a little bit. And get some frozen. Yeah. 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 You can totally do frozen too. My, my kids, I guess have been spoiled with mom making them from scratch. And so I don't prepare my frozen vegetables as well. And they can always tell when I try and go that route. <laughs> we just had dinner at my mom's house the other night. And my eight-year-old was like, I think these are frozen. <laughs> like they might be, I don't know. Um, so I always have that. That's my go-to, right? So that's four or five nights out of the week. If, and that's our rule of thumb. Then we have some kind of, of Sometimes it's a grain, but sometimes it's a potato. Sometimes those potatoes are frozen sweet potato fries or frozen tater tots that have potatoes and oil that they were cooked in, right? And then frozen from Trader Joe's and then we bring them home and that's it. So it doesn't have to be this like super hard thing to start managing your plate this way. And some nights, go ahead. Yeah, some, some nights the family wants a meal that doesn't look like that. And I have, I have a, a really hearty salad for myself that I throw some protein on. And that's how I take care of myself when no one wants to eat the way that mom wants to eat, but go ahead. Yeah. To start just getting even a rotisserie chicken from the grocery store, yes. so that's ready to go. And then just pairing that with a simple vegetable that you either roast or cook in a skillet. Um, and then going from there, if you have an instant pot, it's great. Make yourself some rice, some steamed rice. And that stores really well in your fridge for the rest of the week mm -hmm. to where you can throw anything on top of that, any kind of vegetable, any kind of protein you, that you have. Rice almost goes well with everything. And it seems like most kids will eat it. Mm -hmm. um, and if you can, instead of using water, just cook it with bone broth. And you don't even have to make it. Don't 
get overwhelmed and you can just get a, a store-bought bone broth um, and using that instead of water automatically increases the amount of protein and minerals in that to where even if the rice is the only thing that your kid eats that night, they're still getting protein. They're still getting some minerals with that and consider that a win. Um, you know, if you can, like really my best tip is to go to half price books or look on Amazon and look for a paleo based book. Doesn't have to mean that you're eating paleo. You can add grains, that's what I do. But it's just a fabulous framework and there's so many resources to where you don't have to be in the kitchen all day long. You can be in there for 10, 15 minutes and get in and get out. Um, you know, one of my goals for this year, and it's not ready yet, is to create like a, more of a resource and more of a course to help moms navigate this. Because you're right, it is super overwhelming if you're new to this field. Um, and it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be expensive either. No, it doesn't. So we could sit and we could talk about this forever. You did mention bone broth, and we're not going to get into this. But we are going to talk about it because I think that's where I totally fell in love with you because I was like, oh my gosh, you use bone broth and you're like all about it. Right. And I'm obsessed with it and have been, cause it was part of my healing journey a long time ago. And I'm not kidding you. Any person that gets sick in this house, when we use bone broth, our healing time is little to none compared to the people in this house that won't drink the bone broth. It's my husband now has seen this happen and he will drink the bone broth, even though he's like, I, what is this? I can't believe you're making me eat me, making me drink this. This is made from bones. And I'm like, if you never saw what I put in that crock pot or that instant pot, you would have nothing to say about this. Cause a, it's delicious. That's the best chicken broth you've ever had in your life. So much flavor. And he just gets over it now because he's like, where's the bone broth? I'm not feeling well. I'm like, exactly. <laughs> So that is another huge win for me. When I start cooking my mac and cheese, cause my littlest one is obsessed with mac and cheese. The, the cheese sauce is totally made from bone broth now. And you know, these little things are like, Hey, I got you. <laughs> They're huge wins. So I'm so excited for people to, to learn about you and to know about you and to see you pumping out all of this immense knowledge and passion that you have for this into the world, because moms need it more than anyone could ever even know. So thank you, know, you so much. Tell us where we can find you, where people can connect with you. Well, you can find me on Instagram, uh, .co. You can also find me on my website, varianhans.com. Um, that's a good place to start. Um, right now I'm doing individualized coaching with women. Um, cause I really believe nutrition should be individualized if we need it to be. And so that's where we can get down at the nitty gritty of making things tailored to you so you can function and your family can function. But Instagram, my website, um, you can also find me on Facebook, varyhans.cogan. But yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today. And for sure, you guys go check her out. All the inspiration and education that you need. Oh my goodness. Tell me that wasn't amazing. I could talk on this for hours for hours and hours and hours and hours. And actually, one of my best friends is very much in this field. She works with people that have extremely specialized um, food, sens food sensitivities, allergies, and really specialized um, diets that need that extra support to be able to regain health. And so finding Varian and knowing that she just works with moms specifically, just like 
oh my gosh, it it's still, it makes me so excited. If you have in any way, shape or form at any given moment felt like your body is weak or lacking, lacking in any way, and you know that you're not on this path yet with how you give yourself nourishment through what you eat, please connect with me, connect with Varian. All of her information is there. She can be found on Instagram at varianhans.co, like she mentioned, and I will link all of those down inside of the show notes for you. Okay. As always, it has been so much fun hanging out with you from behind my mic, and I thoroughly, thoroughly hope to see you over inside of my Facebook group. Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please, Head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.